Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday night, 
me just go ahead and read it for you. Racial matters. What happens if President Obama wins again? I went on to say, in quotation, this black man is stealing our rights and running this country. You know what? I got a little typo here. Ah, that's my message today. And running this country down. Okay? Let me just read that again now that I've corrected that typo. I typed earlier, this black man is stealing our rights and running this country down, said middle-aged white America. Then I went on to say, ignorance, deception, fear, anxiety, panic, and black blame is causing thousands to take a serious wrong turn. With the above combination, record gun sales and police and sheriff department weapons upgrade across the United States, the hint is bloodshed may be inevitable. Folks, that is what we're dealing with tonight. It is open forum, but centered around racial matters. So anything y'all want to talk about that that's contributing to racial matters, more than welcome to discuss tonight. All right? I uh, noticed some of the regulars are not in the chat room yet who is normally here, and I'm, I'm, I know what's happening. They probably is busy just like a lot of us are, so I'm going to give them a little bit more time. And uh, in the meantime, I want to play a little song for y'all. I want you to just kind of enjoy this. I'm sure you will. This is an old one. And uh, just let me know what you think, okay? Thought of you, the girl 
nothing can keep us or should keep us from the things we love. And what should we be loving? I'm going to make it simple. People, Scripture says it like this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. No one, nowhere on this planet has any business of running, excuse me, of loving anything but people. So tonight we're going to look at what happens when you don't do just that. When you start loving your skin more than you do people. When you start loving money more than you do people. When you start loving position more than you do people. When you start loving your class more than you do people. When you start loving fame more than you do people. People going to get hurt. That's why I just stick with the good book. That's why I stick with the Bible. The wisdom from that book has saved millions, if not billions, if we would just follow those simple principles. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. How simple can you make it? So tonight, again, we're going to be talking about what happens when you simply love not the world. What happened? Like I said, this is in the Bible. First John. Uh, let's see here. First John two and uh, I think it's. Let me look it up real quick. But yeah, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Have no business. First John two and fifteen. Two and fifteen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world. The love of the Father is not in him. I mean, after all, if you love a car more than you do a person, that means you will give that car better treatment. If you really, truly love it, I mean, we can show enough love. Love that car more than you do people. Then you mistreat people over that car. And that's what we have. That's all the salesmen. That's what a lot of most. That's what a lot of salesmen do. You go in to buy a car, and they love the money that they're going to make. From selling that car more than they do the person. That's why they'll tell you anything to get you in it. Some people love pleasure. The big thing with America, I think, more than anything, is we love stuff that feels good, from drugs to just we love to for our flesh to be to be satisfied, and we love that more than we do people. So tonight again, we're talking about what happens. President of the United States right now, President Barack Obama, is reelected. But it's bigger than that topic. We're also talking about tonight civil unrest. We're talking about tonight gun sales. We're just uh, this this tension, this tight, very tight, almost well, it ain't almost out of control tension. This fear. This man, everywhere I go, I see it. This fear, this anxiety. And um, very, what else I can think of? And uh, panic. 
and uh, stress. And it's all, all of these emotions have their foundation on something that's very, very false. This notion that this black man is trying to take their country from them, take their rights from them. I don't doubt that somebody is trying to take their rights from them. I don't doubt that. I'm not stupid. I don't even doubt that it may, these powers may even be using the President of the United States. I definitely don't doubt that. As a matter of fact, I've said several times on this show, and I'm probably going to have to say it several more times on this show, that the President, your President, my President, is for sure their man, meaning the New World Order. I don't think that can win the presidency of the United States, anybody can, unless they approve it. I don't think voting for presidents in. Y'all think I'm going to discourage y'all from voting? No, I'm not going to discourage you from voting. Our forefathers worked too hard, died too often for that right. I cannot and will not encourage anybody not to vote. But as a believer, I have to be honest. I have to I have to be honest. I have to speak what is true. And I'm telling y'all, we lost this country a long time ago. And there's so many people that can come on this show and do a wonderful job explaining just how that is true. I think I do a pretty good job myself, but there are some people that can go into fine details, give you dates, times, congressional hearings, documents, all types of things. So when they get done, you will have no doubt that you voting has absolutely no power. So what do you do? Well, first and foremost, when you see a giant, you have to find some kind of way to gain leverage, to find something that is bigger than the giant, something that's more powerful than the giant. Or you may have to you may have to talk the giant into getting on your side, convert the giant. So you either convert the giant or you have to slay the giant. That's all there is to it. You convert the giant to think like you, to go your way, or you slay the giant. If it's a giant, you can't say y'all going to have an even relationship because they're just too big. can't have a balanced relationship with a giant. You have to slay it or convert it. What am I saying? When I look at the New World Order, I know that there's the only solution is that I put all my energies into what is right, what is morally sound. Well, what is morally sound, Seth? How do you know what's morally sound? How do you know that your right, your way is the right way? What should we do? When you look up in your country, it's been taken a long time ago. Lots of people have been on the show discussing what they feel is the answer. So I feel like I can share what I believe is the answer. 
I believe first and foremost in the scriptures, which have already addressed this situation that we're facing in 2012. And have already addressed how that nations will, a lot of times, infiltrate other nations to bring that particular nation down. Nations, nation A, B, and C, well, let's just say nation A, B, and C. The scripture talks about how nation A, B, and C will be sent to nation D to bring nation D down. Where is it said in the Bible? It says, what are you talking about? Revelation 17, the Most High, talks about putting it in nations, plural, to go in and bring down this nation that the Bible called the whore. This powerful, powerful nation that the Bible calls the whore in Revelation, book of Revelations, chapter 17. And the Bible even goes as far as to say that the Most High put it inside of these nations to bring this nation, uh, put it inside nation to bring down this other nation as a judgment, as judgment against this powerful nation. I believe with all my heart the United States is being judged, excuse me, have been judged, is being judged, and will definitely be judged in the future. I don't think that other nations are perfect, though. I think wherever mankind goes, so goes their morals, their fears, their ignorance, their deception, their knowledge, their strong points. Mankind is just mankind. But I do believe that the Most High called the United States to play a part as far as being the spoiler. In other words, I do believe, just like in the book of Joel, chapter 2, the Most High called this nation. He called them his army. He called them his army. And they came for destruction. But the reason they came for destruction was because the people that the Most High had called his people had turned their back on him. And he called this nation north of them to come and punish them. So much so that the nation that he called to come and punish his chosen nation, Israel, they defeated them and punished them so bad that they were scattered out of their homeland. And the Israelites were scattered to all four corners of the earth. But then the scriptures go on to say that nobody would escape these people from the north. Nobody would escape this army of the Lord from the north. He calls them again his army. You can find this in the book of Joel, chapter 2. You can further find it, really, all over the Bible, but just two places right off the top of my head would be, like I said, the book of Joel, chapter 2, and also Jeremiah 1, where he talks about a nation. Actually, it goes like this. He said, I will call all of the nations, all of the nations of the north, all of the nations of the north to Jerusalem. As a punishment. So what's north of Jerusalem? Europe. 
these European countries were called into the country of Israel as a punishment. This is in the Bible. And remember, whatever Israel go through, the Bible says that in Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses is speaking, and he said that Israel will go through blessings forever or curses forever, whatever they choose. If they was obedient, they would go through the blessings. If they were disobedient, the curses. I don't want to get too far off, and I'm not off. We're talking about the re-election of President Barack Obama. So what I'm saying is all these things that's happening in this country is supposed to happen. All these things in this country that's happening is supposed to happen. And we just have to know that they're going to happen and just plan accordingly. It's almost like, you know, a football game. You know what's going to happen before, if you know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, then you actually could stand a chance on winning the football game. If you know what the enemy is going to do or the other team is going to do in the third and fourth quarter, hold on one second, somebody's trying to contact me. Just one second, everybody, actually, let's do this. I don't know what this is about, but uh, just one second. This is the guest that's actually supposed to... Uh, Nope, never mind, never mind. Okay. Anyway, back to what I was saying. In a little bit, we're going to we're going to play some very, very disturbing audio uh, clips, and um, I want y'all to hang around. I know you're going to hang around to hear these clips. Uh, Sarah Palin, Alex Jones, and Doug Hagman are all going to be uh, uh, lighting some fires on the some of us by some of the very disturbing things they're saying about the president, whether you're for him or against him. Don't think you're going to take kindly to what they have to say. So we'll listen, and uh, I would just love to know what y'all have to say about this, these clips. So we'll, I'll share that with you here in a second. But until I do, I just want to lay the foundation and let everybody know that there are a lot of people that are very, much concern about the United States of America, and they have a right to be because this is their home, and this is our home as well, or at least it should be. I, I think home is where you can go and relax and do what you can do at home. Otherwise, it's just home in theory. So, um, But it's supposed to be our home for sure. Now, having said that, um, y'all bear with me. I'm doing my three things here, but right now you got my undivided. So I was doing about three things. So bear with me. I'm just trying to get some, get these videos together, audios together. But anyway, tonight again we listen to one of her three disturbing audio clips from Sarah Payton, Alex Jones, and Doug Hagman. Doug Hagman's uh, audio is pretty long, and what I'm actually trying to do is I was going to play the whole thing, but I decided at the last minute to chop it up because I want us to be able to comment. It's about 41 minutes long, and I don't want to put a clip on that long and it just dominate the whole show. So that's why I'm a little bit spaced out because I was doing two things at one time. But listen, folks, I want to lay this foundation. It's very important before we listen to these clips and get all upset or support it. Some of y'all actually may think like these people do. But I do believe it's going to be a race war. And I believe it's going to be a race war because of the very clips I'm about to play. There's thousands, thousands of people going around and, and promoting uh, uh, propaganda lies on the president, 
on um, I, and, and, and and a lot of it's true. There's always some truth in every lie. But I do believe a lot of what they're saying is true. Let me get that out right now. A lot of what they're saying is true. I do think Satan, Satan has always been busy about taking our rights. The government do want to take your rights. The government do want to take uh, more uh, power from its citizens. Uh, you know, that's just what Satan is. He's a, he forces things. He's not like the Most High. He wants to force your will, force you to do this, force you to do that. And... Um, because he want that's just the nature of Satan, and this new world order. That's what it's all about: control, control, control. And so, do I believe that the president is being used by these powerful people to do just that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I'd be darned if I'm about to use this blog or any time in my life, one ounce of my life, taking a black man from Chicago with no power, no influence, Harley. No real money, you know. I mean, yes, he came into money, but, I mean, they weren't poor, but they didn't have no real money. I'm talking about Rockefeller money. I'm not about to make this man out to be uh, like a Clinton or Bush, a uh, member of the Skull and Bones and New World Order material. I don't believe that. I think he is what you would be, listener, if you found yourself in the White House. What they would do to you, as bad as you are, as strong as you are, you know how you would try to stand up to them and say, oh, no, we're not going to do this. But what they would do to you is what they have done to this man. In other words, you're not going to be able to go off in there like no cowboy and just shoot up everything and shoot down everything. I mean, you're going to have to be a player. A player means you're going to have to do things their way, simple and plain. You're going to have to do things their way. It's not going to be about what you feel in your spirit. It's not going to be about your convictions. People say, oh, no, I did not. Listen, I know a lot of y'all are Christians listening to me right now. You think that you can just go up in there and you're going to do that, says the Lord. Well, I'm not trying to say I don't believe in the power of God. I don't believe he can protect you and all that. He can. But you will be a martyr. You will die. Yeah, you'll die. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be assassinated, most likely. I mean, think about it. We, in the church, we look at it like that's some horrible. In the world, we look at it. Church and world, we look at it like that's some horrible thing. But the Bible actually says that that's a good thing for you to be a martyr. I know y'all like that kind of Christianity. But the Bible actually does say, folks, all jokes aside, that we're just counted a blessing when we when we when we die for Christ's sake. Meaning die pushing what he pushed, dying speaking what he speak, dying teaching what he taught. If we suffer as a righteous person, that's a good thing. Now, here's the question. Are you, listener, are you ready for you to sacrifice your family and die for white America and black America and Hispanic America? Are you going to die for them? And you're expecting the president to, but are you going to die for your, for all these people? Now, you know what they say going to say about you even when you're dying for them. 
They're going to say, you was a nigga. A lot of them. Can you die for people that's calling you a nigga to the, until your very death and after your death? Can you die for them? Why do we expect this man to go up in there and be some martyr? So I want us to really kind of think about this thing tonight. Yes, I believe that the president of the United States is a part of the new world order. Do I support him? No. I support him to some degree. Let me just say it like this. Will I vote for him? Well, that's personal. I may share it before we're done tonight, but I want to say what I'm saying before I, before I even go there. Tonight you're going to hear audio, lots of audio tonight, folks. You're going to hear some very harsh things about the president, some of which is true, most of which is not true. Some racism, some ignorant. That means people don't have no information, they're just talking. Some deception, which means some people have half truth, half lie. And you're going to hear some information that's flat out lies. That means ain't nothing true about what they're saying. And then some of the information you're going to hear is going to be the show enough truth. How about that? It isn't that confusing, but that's life. Ignorance, deception, lies, truth. Ignorance, no information, deception, half-truth, lies, totally wrong information, and truth, totally correct information. All of that is coming at you. So how do you know what's real or not? How do you know if I'm not pushing, really, Romney? It just sound like I'm against for Obama, but how do you know? How do you know anything? How do we know anything? This is why I believe like the Chinese, I believe like most people on the planet, you need a higher source. When you start dealing with people on this level, you've got to have a higher source. I don't play around, folks. I honestly believe in the book. I believe in the Bible. And I think that the Most High has put his sign in that that Bible. He has let us know every single thing that we think we're facing right now. Everything is laid out before you. We just have to do a little studying, getting away, not being so worldly, get some quiet time. Sometimes it's just about listening. It ain't about nothing else but just simply getting to a quiet place and listening. But, folks, listen, don't think this is out there. It don't have nothing to do with you, your children, your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend, your house, your car, your bills. This has everything to do with you because this is your president affecting your money, affecting your life, affecting the country that you call home, most of you anyway, listening. I know we got people all over probably the world that can tune in. But the first clip I'm going to go ahead and play is going to be, uh, I'll do the short one first, and that'll be the one and only Miss Sarah Taylor. Um, and then Doug Hagman. I'm, I'm thinking, about, I don't know if I'm going to play this whole thing. That's the most disturbing thing I'm going to play tonight is what this brother has to say. The uh, Taylor. Anyway, this is only one minute and 32 seconds. How about that? Ain't that sweet and short? But it gets a whole lot longer than that before the night is over. Alex Jones, another 10 minutes, and then Doug Hagman uh, is every bit of 41 minutes. 
Here's Sarah Palin. Just that's a little short sum, and then we'll come right back and play Alex Jones. Now that he's governed for over three years, what do you glean from this? What do you take from this about the president, who he was and who he is, and, and what we would have in the future if he was reelected? Right. Well, what we can glean from this is an understanding of why we are on the road that we are on. Again, it's based on what went into his thinking, being surrounded by radicals. He is bringing us back, Sean, to days that uh, uh, you, you can hearken back to days before the Civil War, when uh, unfortunately too many Americans mistakenly believed that not all men were created equal. And it was the Civil War that began the codification of the truth that here in America, yes, we are equal and we all have equal opportunity. It's not based on the color of your skin. You have equal opportunity to work hard and to succeed and to embrace the opportunities, God-given opportunities to develop resources and, and uh, work extremely hard and, as I say, to succeed. Now, it, it has taken all these years for many Americans to understand that, that gravity, that mistake that took place before the Civil War and why the Civil War it had to really start changing America. What Barack Obama seems to want to do is go back to before those days when we were in different classes based on income, based on uh, color of skin. Why are we allowing our country to move backwards instead of moving forward with that well, understanding that as our charters of liberty spell out for us, mm -hmm. we are all created equally? The child understand anything that woman said. That's let me play that again. I have been listening to this this little clip, and I don't understand. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I didn't go to school long enough. Listen to this one one more time. It's only, <laughs> folks, it's only a minute. Come on, I know y'all can. He just played it. Just one more time. She's talking about the president dividing us by race. Hold on. This one more time. One minute, 32 seconds. Now that he's governed for over three years, what do you glean from this? What do you take from this about the president, who he was and who he is, and, and what we would have in the future if he was reelected? Right. Well, what we can glean from this is an understanding of why we are on the road that we are on. Again, it's based on what went into his thinking, being surrounded by radicals. He is bringing us back, Sean, to days that uh, uh, you, you can hearken back to days before the Civil War, when uh, unfortunately too many Americans mistakenly believed that not all men were created equal. And it was the Civil War that began the codification of the truth that here in America, yes, we are equal and we all have equal opportunity. It's not based on the color of your skin. You have equal opportunity to work hard and to succeed and to embrace the opportunities, God-given opportunities to develop resources and, and uh, work extremely hard and, as I say, to succeed. Now, it, it has taken all these years for many Americans to understand that, that gravity, that mistake that took place before the Civil War and why the Civil War it had to really start changing America. What Barack Obama seems to want to do is go back to before those days when we were in different classes based on income, based on uh, color of skin. Why are we allowing our country to move backwards instead of moving forward with that understanding that as our charters of liberty spell out for us, mm -hmm. we are all created equally? Now, <laughs> I want you all to get a paper and pencil out. You probably say, oh, 
Brother said, this is not that important. This is very important because for the next, from now to November, you're going to hear a lot of little phrases every day at work, at the bank, at the store, grocery store, at your churches, at your houses, your neighborhoods. You're going to constantly hear, especially white America, not picking on white people tonight, but I think a lot of black people either don't care, which is not good, or they just don't seem to be, they don't study this stuff enough to know enough about it, which probably is a good idea, less stress. But I do think we need to know a little bit about what's going on. But a lot of white, you're going to hear things like, they're trying to take away our rights. They're t- trying to take away our civil. Actually, you'll hear like this, Obama is trying to take away our rights. Obama is trying to start civil war. This woman talking about he's trying to divide us and take us back and, you know, I, I don't understand nothing, Sarah Payne. I actually wish that she did run because I know that she would lose. <laughs> run just to lose. How about that? Listen to, to a lot of our friends uh, say things like, my friends, but people that we work with say things like, Obama is trying to take our gun uh, licenses away. Now, do I believe that there is forces that's trying to do all these things that these people are claiming? Yes. You better believe it, too. They always have been. I don't know what what people are thinking about. These forces, if you go back and do your research, search, they're always because Satan is behind this whole thing. And I know some of y'all don't believe in Satan. You think that's a bunch of whatever. You can call it whatever you want to call it, evil Jinn, all these various names they have in Islam and other religions, call it whatever you want to call it. But there is a force much smarter, much greater, much wiser, much more powerful than humans, operating humans. It always was and always will be a war in the spiritual realm. Now, some of y'all say, oh, you're getting too spooky on me. Okay. Trust me. We can go there with do- I've more document of spiritual activity than I do document of natural activity that y'all think y'all seeing on the news. But listen to these phrases. Now, I'm about to play Alex Jones, and you really don't get an earful with him. But uh, I love picking on Sarah Palin. I just had to share it for that little minute. But this is getting a little more serious now with Alex Jones. More facts is being is going to be laid out, and I want y'all to start writing down different things that they are accusing. This president of Start writing them down Because you're going to hear them all the time And if you start writing them down And getting familiar with them You can go do your research And discover whether or not you want to stand with these people Or vehemently disagree with them This is serious We're coming up on a voting uh, period This is a voting season And these accusations are serious. They can cause an election to go either way. So I'm getting ready to play Alex Jones, but I just want everybody to know that this can also set the stage for a assassination. This can set the stage for an impeachment. They're putting all of this stuff on this man from Chicago, even if there's no way in the world somebody as influential as Barack Obama before he was president, or whatever name they say his real name is, what whoever he is, 
There is no way this man could have had this kind of power. This is what I want people to think. Just think. And say Donald Rumsfeld. Say maybe George Bush doesn't have enough power. That family just don't. I don't look at them as one of the big power brokers. And I'm on Maxine Waters' side, Congressman. Congress lady Maxine Water when she says everybody's talking about the Bushes, the Bushes. She said George Bush is just a power, uh, just a figure. She says the real power, real, real power people that are trying to run, run this country. She went on to talk about names like Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and their bosses, people that they answer to outside of the government. These are the true powers that we're dealing with. She says she talked like George Bush was just sitting there taking orders from somebody much higher up. And you always see those meetings where George Bush looked like he wasn't even paying attention. Everybody talked about that, how when they went to meet him at the White House to offer their advice, he looked like he was not even listening to him because he was taking orders from something else. But we'll talk more about that after Alex Jones. Check this out. Just listen to what this man is saying. Again, write these accusations down. Every time they say the president's getting ready to, the president wants to, what they're trying to do is write it down. It's not. It's, you're going to end up with about maybe 13 at the end of the show. Check this out. Alex Jones here reporting for InfoWars.com. Unfortunately, our analysis of the globalist takeover of the United States has proven stunningly accurate. An open coup d'etat has been carried out by the private central banks over Europe. Even Time Magazine calls it a banker coup d'etat. And the very same financial interests that print and issue currency out of nothing have bought off most of our Congress and the executive and many state governors and legislatures. But a lot of people are starting to wake up. And Obama, last year with the Libya war, told Congress, I don't need your authorization for a war, and put out a public letter when Congress threatened to impeach him, saying, I get my authority from the UN. That was treason. That was an impeachable offense. And now, In the House and Senate, legislation has been introduced in the House by Walter Jones of North Carolina to begin the impeachment process if Obama launches any more wars without congressional approval. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 12. It's the law. But Obama has gone beyond treason, and his handlers have. The Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs two days ago went before the Senate and told him, we don't need to consult you on a new war in Syria that the U.S. military is about to get involved in. We have authority from the U.N. and NATO. This isn't just a president declaring dictatorial powers. That's bad enough. This is a president operating as an operative of a foreign power that controls these corporate interests. And that's exactly what's happened in the euro now. The bureaucrats, controlled by the big banks, set up new rules and then transfer the sovereignty into that and tell the European nations you can't get out of the euro and you'll pay whatever taxes we say. When the debt isn't even those nations, it's the big banks that set it up and hold everybody hostage with too big to fail. But the good news is there's major talk of impeachment. This is outrageous. But of course there's got to be talk of impeachment. There should be immediate impeachment. This is a coup d'etat against our republic. Now, All over the United States, they're having military and TSA checkpoints now. The John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007 admitted that they're preparing the military for war against the states that they try to secede. 
but there's state nullification going on all over the country. And the feds say the states aren't allowed to nullify federal stuff. In fact, there shouldn't even be a state. The feds run everything. But now the globalists have gone one further. They're telling the Congress that they don't count when they're over the purse and the military and commission the officers and direct the president in war. They tell the commander-in-chief what to do. They give him a bill of war, a declaration of war, or a directive, and then he executes it with his war cabinet within those narrow parameters. Okay? So now the feds have told the states that they don't have any authority. That's fraudulent. Now the globalists and the UN through the president are telling the Congress that they are vestigial and ceremonial. And it's finally waking up the Congress and a lot of other people. So call the House Judiciary Committee. I gave the number out on the radio today. Uh, call Talk Radio. Write letters to the editor. This is the big issue, not what Kim Kardashian's doing, you know, calling for a new globalist invasion of Africa to get some new boogeyman when it's really about 700 million barrels of oil uh, where, uh, you know, these different groups are in Uganda. This is the real issue actually affecting our country. And I want to warn the globalists, and I want to warn all their minions and the rest of them, and traitors, collaborators that are working with these foreign banks to capture the United States. We saw all-time doubling of gun sales when Obama was president-elect in 2008-2009. Those numbers were again doubled in 2011. And they're now reporting a 60-plus percent increase on top of that doubling of a doubling. They're selling out of guns everywhere. Smith & Wesson has backlogged six weeks in manufacturing. I was talking to a gunsmith and gun shop owner just the other day, and he was saying, you can't get anything. The people are snatching the ammo, the guns, and they've done studies. I'm going to show you some of these articles. And they've said, we're buying all of these guns because we don't, don't trust the government and we think it's traitorous. And remember Obama said he was going to get the better clingers, you know, that cling to their guns. People know tyranny's here. They know the federal government's illegitimate. It's telling the Congress go to hell, which is the real government. This is incredible. And I don't want a civil war in this country, but the establishment should understand People are buying guns because they know the government's out of control and criminal. Congress has a 9% approval rating. You've got a bunch of dependent people and folks that you know, buy into the whole liberal, conservative paradigm who still don't know what's going on. But the, the sheeple, the people that are on the bench, never count in history. Because 3% started the Revolutionary War against the crown in this country, in the colonies. 5% that won the war. We've got more than 30% of people that are totally and completely awake. And no amount of high-tech propaganda or false flags is going to be able to sell this. We have the moral authority. If we didn't have this traitorous, globalist, banker-funded media like MSNBC and the rest of it and CNN, we could get our country back. And when we do take America back and when all these globalists get arrested for their sedition and their treason and their anti-American activities and, and tried by a jury of their peers, this country is going to flower and bloom again. We've been captured by megabanks that use us as an engine of empire worldwide and that try to divide and conquer the American people. And, and, and the fact that they passed the NDAA and Obama says he can secretly arrest and kill citizens and the fact that the FBI director is saying, yeah, we can kill citizens and make them disappear in America is really waking people up. The communist Chinese yesterday passed a law modeled on the NDAA it was in Reuters saying, well, America secretly arrest. We're going to do it now. I mean, this is outrageous. These globalists are full of hubris. think they can get away with all this. They're not going to get away with it. So understand, 
The fight for liberty is happening right now, and all of you out there need to understand that this is going on. Look at this. The police are arresting people that even protest on the side of the road now. Uh, there's all sorts of different uh, types of uh, corruption and tyranny taking place. And here you've got the Smith and Wesson, trying to make that focus, um, Smith and Wesson report surging gun purchases on back of fears over Obama re-election. And then we've got the other articles in there where Obama's declaring himself basically a dictator uh, and all the rest of it. And uh, there's the actual article, Smith and Wesson reports surging gun purchases on the back of the fears, and it goes through all the numbers. If you just search engine record gun sales, there are hundreds, literally hundreds of articles uh, breaking this down. Gun sales rise uh, ahead of 2012 uh, election. Uh, there is uh, those reports. It's all right there. Troops used for crowd control at Texas Kite Festival. This is here in Austin, Texas, where they had troops out doing that. We're being totally acclimated for occupation. Here's police now. This is an AP photograph. Here are police. You know, the, the, somebody went postal and shot some people, and so they show up running around you know, like they're fighting al-Qaeda so that they're indistinguishable uh, from the military. This is all part of the blurring. And for all these years, I warned you, for all these years, I broke down exactly what was happening. I told you they were going to get rid of posse comitatus and put troops on the street. I told you they were preparing for civil unrest and to arrest political dissidents who actually support liberty and freedom. I told you all this was coming because I was reading the documents. I was doing the research. Now it's out in the open. Now they're trying to sell it. And you know why they're trying to sell it? Because they're getting ready to use it. In every case in history, when they start openly announcing torture, secret arrest, all of this, it's because they're getting ready to use it. They want to tell their militarized police that it's okay, we passed a law. They've had laws saying black people weren't human. It doesn't make them legal or lawful. Marbury versus Madison breaks that down. Look at that ruling. And many others. I'll see you on the radio this Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m., and back next week, of course, uh, 11 to 2 Central. But this is the big issue. All of you better become info warriors now and realize I was right, Ron Paul was right, countless others were right. But we don't need you to tell us we were right. We need you to get fully activated and take action against this corruption because they're getting rid of the basic freedoms so they can loot us and rob us and take all the pension funds and bring this, com this country into a depression. That's always been the plan of Agenda 21 and the globalists. We have real criminals in control of both major parties, but, and they're moving quickly. We're in deep trouble, okay? All right, God bless you. I'll see you again this Sunday, 4 to 6. And, and this is such big news. I'm going to continue to file more reports right here at InfoWars.com. God bless you. Okay. Now, I'm beginning to put a tag, just like he's putting a tag on Obama and a lot of other people. I kind of want to put a tag on Alex Jones. By the way, Alex Jones has a not that I want to give him advertising, but y'all call it advertising. I'm not giving him any free advertising, but I want you to know that this man has a very large following. And when I say something on this show, I hope y'all go back and research it. So I have to give his website, but he has Infowars.com. I think he still has Prison PrisonPlanet.com. These websites are listened to by millions of people. He's like a Rush Limbaugh. This man is being listened to, but he's not the leader. 
As many people as he have listened to him, he is not the leader. White America is not like black America with one or two or three or four or 20 or 30 leaders. They just, one person may decide to, to do something without anybody's opinion or with anybody. They don't have a, they don't stick together until it's a common cause. They don't, how can I say it? They don't have a leader. I mean, like, you ask a white person, who's your leader? They look at you crazy, but if you say, black person, who's your leader? They'll start quoting names. Alex Jones is just one of those voices out there speaking out against, and a lot of things he speak out against, I, I, I like him on, it's, but Sometimes he he can be very racist, and when you're a racist, all kind of flags go up in my mind spiritually. Usually you're a double agent, or your ignorance in being a racist is going to cause you not to see the whole picture, one of the two. But let me just say this, folks. When you listen to people like him and Rush and all these other people, just know this. There isn't going to be a perfect country. You're supposed to have challenges in countries. That means sometimes police is going to harass people. What these guys do sometimes is just go find bad stuff in the news, especially if it's a pattern that may have nothing to do with Obama. It was there, I mean, Rodney King got beat down by the police before Obama. Black folks been hit uh, driving while black before Obama. A lot of these patterns, these racist patterns, other patterns of abuse have been there before the president, okay? So these people come along and they go and they find all that's wrong with this country. They keep their eyes on all these news channels. And when they find anything that Geithner does or anybody in that administration, I know the president is the one that is to be held accountable. But, I mean, really and truly, as big as American Airlines is, let's just use that country, that company, since it's a local company here. When American Airlines, one of its employees, do something stupid, like these captains, like the flight attendants having a nervous breakdown and going off and saying all kind of crazy stuff and scaring the passengers, and then they had a captain to do the same thing. Does that reflect the man who runs the whole company? Just multiply little tiny American Airlines times, I don't know how many thousands. That's the way it is with, um, let me see what's going on with my phone. I don't hear my, y'all bear with me here. Okay. My phone, I can't hear myself on my phone no more, so I was just wondering if I, but anyway, just imagine. Uh, hold on one second, please, please. My sources attempted to give me as much information as possible without making soft. Okay, sorry about that. But anyway, um, you have to wonder what exactly is going on that they want to put everything on this president. This is what I meant earlier when I put in the show's description that they're blaming everything on this man. This one man is taking the blame for a lot of things. So what I'm saying tonight is I want everybody to really, really pay attention.
By the way, if you can hear me in the chat room, will somebody just uh, type that you can't hear me because I'm not hearing myself and I'm concerned about that. But anyway, um, I just don't understand why it is that they're putting everything on this president. Now, I think the man is being used. I think I love this family. And I love the Clintons, too. You know, I love other presidents. But I love them. And it's probably because he looked like me. But at the same time, I'm not stupid enough to believe that because this man is a black man that he can't be used. And, and he's probably the one who Satan will probably try to use more than any of them because he knows that a lot of us black people, since we got our first president, is going to be more bent towards him. And that's a natural, natural thing. But y'all know the man... Is also very intelligent. People always want to talk about, well, you did you vote for him, but just because he was black, well, that gave him points. But also, if you remember back, he waxed uh, his opponents <laughs> in those debates. Do y'all remember that? Everybody talk like Obama just came to the fight with just his skin on his back. This man mopped the flow with. Um, I uh, can't even think of his the, the opponent name right now. That's how much he's out of my brain, which is good. But I'm just saying this is a very intelligent man, very intelligent man. And folks want to make it like all these black people and a lot of white people because we're only 13% of the population. They make it like we just voted for him because he's black. Having said all of that, let me move on. I wanted to say that I do believe he is the man handpicked by the New World Order. And I know that busts a lot of y'all's bulls because y'all are so in love with him you can't see past that. But we can't be that gullible. We can't be tricked. The president of the United States, in order to win the vote that that man has, and and, and I know a lot of y'all don't know me, and maybe y'all your first time listening, you haven't listened to some of the other shows where we've presented a lot of proof about this and proof about that. So when I say something you don't know, what we've already shared, and I kind of hate that about new listeners. But some of y'all that's been listening for a while, you know what I'm talking about when I say that this country has been taken over a long time ago. We're not voting putting people in office anymore. That that passed a long time ago. I'm going to say it again. We're not voting putting people in office. That passed a long time ago. We're voting, and you should vote. But what I'm saying is, and this, and this is not some boogeyman, that's nothing. Don't start trying to accuse me and say it's about some boogeyman that don't exist. No, no, this is, a, this is some real power. They talked about the elections being rigged. I have a friend of mine, I need to say hello to her, but she's running for, um, um, she ran for judge in 2010 in the Cincinnati election. Uh, she went uh, ran for uh, justice uh Juvenile justice, and uh, she actually won, but uh, they was not counting ballots and saying this and that and by different voters in the in, in the so-called hood. They weren't they weren't counting the black vote, and they just really just just botched the election. I mean, there was all kind of, and she ended up having to sue them and taking the court, and and it went to a higher court and. I heard about, I think, uh, last week sometime that they finally acknowledged that she was the winner of the 2010 election. 
So I don't know what that means. Does she get to be judged now in 2011? I don't know how that works, but some of y'all in Cincinnati know exactly what I'm talking about with the uh, ju- which, uh, with Judge Tracy Hunter. We'll call a Judge Tracy Hunter. But anyway, that's just on a small, small, small level. But then there's been other people, uh, hackers, coming forth and talking about how to that it's very easy to influence election, uh, that the ballots are much harder to influence. When you start talking about the computer, it's over with. That's why we should all push for the old-fashioned ballots, uh, because this computer business is, is, once we go to computers, it's all rigged, and the powers that be run the show. But there's a whole lot more in on that conversation. I want to get back to the civil wars. I want to get uh, the civil war, the upcoming civil war, the race war. I want to play some more clips and let y'all hear just how serious this thing is now. Now we're about to shift gears, okay? Now, again, remember, uh, we don't need to fear. We don't need to act like uh, we have no hope. Uh, a lot of the things that these people are saying, even though I know some of them are racist, and they're trying to put it on the president, what I want us to do is listen to the facts that they are, listen to what they're saying. Go and check and research and see if these things be true, like uh, the FEMA camps, uh, the the, 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 uh, body bags on the side of the freeway. It is very true that people have come forth all over the country saying, yes, on the side of our highways, we do have these containers. I don't know why they place them on the side of the highway like somebody crazy. But all of these major cities is reporting all of these containers on the side of the freeway. They're here in our area, in the DFW area. You can go several freeways and just look over to the side. You see all these containers. And when they call about them, they say, oh, the government is doing something, something. They make it like it has absolutely nothing to do with uh, being body bags or anything like that. But it is very odd that they all got them at around the same time. So there's some truth. There's some very suspicious things going on. You know, the president did sign a bill in December that was essentially uh, uh, authorizing martial law. Okay, you got to ask yourself why. Why would he do that? So I ain't stupid. I know that there's something happening. I do think they are anticipating unrest. Well, anytime you have the major economists, the major ministers, and the major politicians all agreeing that something is about to happen, and most of these people are normally optimistic. They have a lifelong uh, uh, career of being optimistic, and everybody is saying 2012. Not 2013, but 2012. I'm not stupid. I saw what happened in Katrina. The warnings came. The warnings came. I saw even what happened in the Bible. Many times the Most High would send prophets to warn the people, and the prophets are warning people. You know, the vast majority of churches asleep, probably like a lot of y'all's pastors are. They don't want to talk about this stuff. They just want to talk about go get your stuff. But the bottom line is you can go get your stuff, but if the dollar falls like they say, everybody's stuff is going to lose value overnight. So you can go get all the stuff you want. You better get a whole lot of stuff because it's going to drop in value, and that, I'm afraid, is a fact. So let's listen to this next clip, and again, uh, please, know that the Most High is in control. All of these things have been prophesied to happen to a nation called Babylon. I guess the question is, are we Babylon? If we're not Babylon, then Brother Seth is off. He's just talking, running his mouth. But now if we are 
the Babylon of the Scriptures. Unfortunately, things are going to have to happen. Check. True News has provided our listeners since late 2004 with frequent and timely reports about the collapse of the financial system and the introduction of a new global monetary system controlled by the super elite. You and I are watching this in progress right now. Last week, private investigator Doug Hagman was on True News again. He's been a frequent guest over the years. I expected it to be a, a normal chat with Doug. Instead, Doug provided us with explosive Washington insider information about plans for an imminent civil war in America. That's right, I said civil war. Well, the interview went viral on the Internet, and Doug is back. Uh, he has uh, additional information he would like to share with us. And uh, if you don't know Doug Hagman, he's the founder of the Northeast Intelligence Network. His website is homelandsecurityus.com. Hey, Doug, glad to have you back on. Um, pretty amazing week since you were here last week. Indeed, Rick. And let me be hopefully the first um, to publicly say happy birthday or happy anniversary, whichever applies to your uh uh, to, to your Thank milestone you. here of 14 years, and, and you've been doing an outstanding job. Uh, I've certainly been listening to you for for quite a long time, and we've we we go back quite a ways, uh, uh, nearly a decade perhaps. And uh, thank you, and uh, thank you for doing what you do and for getting the the word out there. Well, so, thank you. Uh, well, the amazing thing is that I'm still alive. <laughs> well, if not from uh, you know other means, uh, just from the stress itself of, of you know that it puts on you, but. Uh, but but again, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, it's been a heck of a week since we last spoke. Indeed, it uh, you know it, it, I've look your interview, whether it's your I, I know it's your reputation, you've got a stellar reputation. Uh, I know it's your reach, you've got a great audience, and one of the most intelligent intelligence intelligent audiences out there. Uh, that uh, I, I think they they kind of know something is happening. Uh, something that uh, they've never seen before, and that's why the virility or the, the viral nature uh, of this is, is uh, why this has gone viral. I mean, I, look, it surprised me, and it, I, and I got to tell you this: it certainly surprised the individual who has been providing me with this information, um, who I last spoke with this past Sunday, subsequent to our last interview. So I can you know, provide additional information on what we talked about. And hopefully it, uh, this program will have the same reach as the other one did as well. Uh, Doug, I understand you've been getting phone calls from radio programs all over the world? Yes, I have. Uh, in, in fact, uh, radio programs uh, from the U.K., from, uh, uh, as I mentioned, from uh, uh, Canada, of course, from throughout the United States, from uh, uh, Australia. Uh, there was uh, one from Austria. Uh, we, I've gotten... Uh, email from uh, I, I really think every country there there is about this I don't know exactly I, I mean I've I've written stories you know and they've appeared on CanadaFreePress.com which you know I've, I've got to say this really uh, Canada Free Press um, uh, you know was was part of of getting the word out there as well so you know I all I can say is I think people understand that that, that there's something not right. And uh, um, and and I I've urged people who has have, have, who have questions about what I say or what I've said, please do the research yourself. Don't trust me. Do the research yourself. Okay, 
for for the benefit of new listeners who did not hear last week's program, just take a brief moment and and give them a capsulized version of what your source told you. Well, it started with a phone call from a gentleman I've known since 1979. Uh, I'll say he's a fairly good friend. I mean, you know, we've we've known each other for for that long, and he was a patrol officer, worked his way up to. Uh, um, Worked his way up the ranks, and after 9/11, was tapped into into federal agency. Ultimately, working now under the umbrella of the DHS in a very close compartment or close area with the heads of the Department of Homeland Security, or, or the head, and the, of course the, the the directors and associate directors and what have you. In fact, he jokingly calls it uh, the estrogen challenged building or buildings complex of buildings, referring to Janet Napolitano. Uh, now, having said that, um, he had heard some things, and uh, he knows what I do for a living. I'm a you know private investigator by trade, although I do write columns for for my website, which is HomelandSecurityUS.com, as well as for CanadaFreePress.com, and I appear on Coast to Coast AM with Surgeon Ori and other radio programs. And he, so he knows what I do, and he said, "Look, I've got some information for you. I think it's going to be right up your alley." And he started telling me. Uh, uh, he said, uh, "In fact, I." I uh, Rick, I think I sent you, and I think you have on accessible uh, via the uh, interview my my handwritten notes. He said, "Look, a civil war is coming." At first, he said civil unrest, but a civil war is coming to this country, and there's really not going to be any stopping it. And uh, this is a phone call. I'm sorry, from April 28th of of uh, this year. Uh, and by the way, the phone call was like at 2:30 in the morning. So if you look at my notes that are published anywhere, please understand I was writing, you know, almost in the dark and. Uh, uh, after having been asleep for 20 minutes. But that said, uh, the Civil War coming to the United States, no stopping it. Uh, the, the Department of Homeland Security is preparing for an economic collapse. Uh, the dollar is going to really become worthless in this country. Uh, he's never seen it this bad, um, worse than, uh, I mean, it, today is worse than when it, he's ever seen the, the top brass at the Department of Homeland Security. And that also extends to the top brass in D.C. in other areas of government, they don't care. They really don't care. They are now showing their overt actions. I mean, what they're doing is everything is in plain sight. Troops are coming in here to this country, foreign troops. And we've always had that. Ladies and gentlemen, we've always had foreign troops here for cross-training purposes and whatever. But there's something different about the number and nature of these troops. Some of them are Russia, uh, from Russia. I think we uh, talked about and everyone knows that Barack Hussein Obama is a fraud of a president. When I say fraud, and I mean that to its literal and legal sense, uh, as as he does as well, that he is uh, ineligible for the office constitutionally, and that we really don't even know who this man is, other than the fact that he's a revolutionary. And my source went on to state, and, and again, this is kind of a summary last last uh, first program, or the last program, I should say, uh, when the dollar collapses, this is going to trigger. This will be trigger the unrest here in this country. Uh, it's going to start uh, in Europe. The trouble is going to start in Europe, according to their analysis, and head here. And when we see that, just starting down, because we only have days, and uh, people like Bernanke and uh, uh, and others, uh, you know, they're 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 going to be in hiding, and and they're they're going to they're going to know that uh, hey. Their their butts are on the line, and 
they're actually facilitating. I mean, the DHS, is, look, they're preparing for it. We, I think we talked about, uh, and I'm trying to remember now, I think we, we talked about the, the, the various events that leading that led up to, or the various events over the last several months, the various executive orders, the, uh, uh, you know, the ordering of ammunition. Why? You know, why are all these things happening? Well, because they know. They know that things are going to get bad here in the States, and they're not even trying to stop it. They're actually, I want to say, behind it. So that uh, after that, uh, and I would really urge, folks, I would urge if you haven't heard that interview that you that Rick Wiles and I did together, please listen to it again. And I think you'll get more out of it because my son, uh, who's 29, he he said, look, uh, he just called me here before the, the show and said, you know, I, I listened to it again, and I, I heard things I, I didn't hear before, and, boy, you're right on this, this, and this. And he, and he said, boy, can you, I mean, he was, he was saying different things. So I'd urge everyone to listen to that interview um, that, that you had posted, I believe it was uh, uh, May uh, May 2nd or May 3rd. Um, but certainly go through, go through and listen to that program. Doug, you, you just said a moment ago that that the elite in Washington are not, not only are they not trying to stop it, they're actually trying to facilitate it. See, that takes it to a whole new level. Well, yes. Now, if, if I may, Rick, uh, just to make things a little bit easier here, what uh, what happened was uh, my, after we spoke, right, uh, my source said, look, there's a meeting, there's going to be a meeting held, and I'm not even sure I told you this because uh, at the time um, I, I wasn't, I just didn't expect things to happen the way they did. But anyway, my source says, look, there's going to be a meeting that's going to be held next week, next Saturday, meaning this past Saturday um, in Virginia. Uh, let me see if I can find out from that meeting and call you back. And, of course, on Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, he called me. And he said, look, uh, well, the first thing I asked him was, uh, who's at the meeting? And he said, I can't tell you. But there would be some names that you know, and then some names that, of course, you wouldn't know, and you'd never know. And it's just that's just the nature of these things. It wasn't necessarily an official meeting, but he said, I can tell you what, basically what, what transpired according to his source. Now, of course, you know, you have to, uh, people have to understand that, that uh, you know, uh, my source is attempting to give me as much information as possible without putting himself in jeopardy as well as his own source in jeopardy. So we have to kind of walk a pretty thin line. But So from here on now, I'm going to be combining the information from both interviews a little okay. bit to make it more cohesive. But, yes, what is happening, um, uh, and, and by the way, folks, it was on May 2nd, 2012, during our interview that when we first disclosed this information, and I would urge everyone to read that or to listen to that interview. But, uh, but what's going on right now is this. Uh, he said... Uh, there's a revolution going on in the United States, which is really that consists of three parts: the economic chaos, which we have talked about. But he said there's there's two other things that, that need to be mentioned: the racial division and the chaos through class division that's going to occur. And uh, if you consider the uh, diagram of uh, like three circles, all meeting together, you know, or all overlapping in, in the center, where all the three circles kind of coincide, would be Barack Hussein Obama. The, the guy in the middle, and he's the one, and his, his czars are all, um, shall we say, um, um, fomenting this this three-tiered revolution through the economic chaos by not stopping uh, the policies of Bernanke, by not stopping the policies of the feds, 
uh, of course, uh, fomenting uh, the racial division. Two words there, Trayvon Martin, look what he's doing there. And also through class warfare, which is essentially a result of the, of the economic chaos that's taking place. And what he said is, Obama, look, Obama has the people that were the protesters, that were the organizers back in 1968 in his White House, in his staff of advisors. And they took the lessons, what they learned in 1968, and they're using that as a template for this, for 2012. And and he said, what you have to understand is this, Obama and, none, and, and it's czars, they want to stay in office. They do not want to leave. They want this. They're not finished destroying our country, and people have to understand that their agenda is not finished. So when you see Obama walking around and, and seemingly not caring about uh, the election and taking these lavish vacations against the advice of others and saying, "My gosh, you're really rubbing in people's faces," or they can't pay their mortgage. See what I mean, y'all? Juicy, 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 honey. There's more to come, and like I was saying, folks, real quick. Like I was saying, it's very important, y'all, really listen and read between the lines because these people are very crafty and very deceptive. And some of y'all might say, well, Seth, you know, if Obama Obama is the president, he can't stop this, he can't stop that. It's not quite like that. It's not quite like that. If you, listener, you that is listening to me right now, if you was president, you really think you can go up in there, guns blazing, and just put in there who you want? You really think you can walk up to the Federal Reserve, a very secretive organization, and just say, <laughs> you know, I want to shut you down because you print uh, money that's not backed by anything but thin air? You really think it's that easy? To get an idea of what the president is up against, do y'all remember when he was calling all of those CEOs into the White House, discussed with them the whole crisis with the housing industry, you know, and how they was flying in there and just, you know, at first, the first ones that came, came in in Learjets, and they was just came in just looking loaded. And then they started getting a little wiser. But what I'm saying is right after that, they passed out these big bonuses, and this is when the president was on. The media called him a lot, really venting emotionally, because he felt played. He felt like, I have no power. Not to mention how he's been going back and forth with Republicans, them basically just saying, we ain't going to work with you on nothing. That's what I mean. When you go off in that White House, if you don't play the game their way, they just won't give you what you need because you got to have the Congress to back you. You just can't go creating laws and passing them yourself. you got to go through these, sometimes all three branches of government. So this is what I mean by it's more than just what we think. We think it's just he needs to just do this, he needs to just do this. So I got into a very strong argument with the person on, 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 on this show, well, on the show on Thursday, because they were saying, I'm an Obama lover, and I'm this and that, and y'all may think the same thing. But what I was trying to tell this brother was, I am not going to pick up stones and start throwing them at my brother. When I know when they're done with that man, he's going to go back to Washington with his little black family, 
Okay, they may be millionaires. They may be worth two or three or four million because they're now ex-presidents, blah, blah, blah. But the real power, I'm talking about Mitt Romney kind of money. I'm talking about serious power. And Mitt Romney is not even in this race, to tell you the truth. H. Ross Perot, is, I talk about him a lot because he's another billionaire. He's not even in this race. There are people with millions of dollars that just can't touch this class of people that pull, that's pulling the strings in Washington. If the president is looking like a little errand boy, I mean, really, who is in control? So if you've been listening to this show, we've talked a lot about that with the New World Order show on Thursday night. So what I want to do is just go ahead to this next clip. And I don't mean to make this a show where we sit around and listen to clips because y'all can do it on your own. But I just want y'all to just understand that <laughs> this 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 is some serious stuff these people are accusing this man of, and they're setting the atmosphere up for an assassination, an attempt on the man's life. I mean, how many red blood Americans you think gonna sit back and watch this man? who is in their mind guilty of all of these things that they are saying, what kind of white men are going to sit back and watch this black man just make it hard? Because this is what they're saying he's doing. He's taking the job. He's taking us back, Palin, Sarah Palin said. He's taking us back the way it used to be. He's dividing us, according to her. He's pitting us one uh, black against white, kind of what she was saying. But more clearly, they're saying he's want to take our rights away to bear arms. Can you believe they're saying that? They've been trying to do that forever. <laughs> he's taking away our rights to privacy, and they're talking about the whole Big Brother thing. The Big Brother thing started on the – it didn't even start in the Bush. It was before Bush even. Oh, my goodness, this just gets me upset. And so I want y'all to watch how this video, this audio, begin to start bringing up this race thing, how they're, gonna, how they're trying to brainwash ignorant, busy, white people. And I say ignorant, which means not knowing. That's not a derogatory. That means people that don't know, people that don't have time to study because they're trying to do us right, good people. They're trying to brainwash the masses of them with this information. These people are big. These are not some little small people talking in a little chat room or, or something. These folks have thousands, if not, I know Alex Jones have millions listening to him all over the world. And you hear him talking about every country have contacted him. Anyway, here's part two. Check this out. Again, you're listening to Doug Hagman. Interview with Doug Hagman. Your family's in Spain or wherever they are. Um, you know, it's there's something that's not right about that. The the body language is all wrong. The 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 uh, the act of not caring is all wrong. So what he's saying is, look, uh, all the people that he has around him want him to stay in power at at any cost. And what better way? And and this is where it really gets frightening. What better way? If the dollar tanked. There was hyperinflation. We couldn't afford food, or food suddenly became unavailable because of the collapse of the dollar. Uh, and, and throw in the racial division and the racial strife that, that's actually being fomented by this administration. 
and, and the haves versus the have-nots, imagine all the rioting. What better way to stop or postpone an election than that? And to say, you know, uh, you know, citizens of the United States, listen, uh, in the interest of the country, uh, because of the way things are right now, we've decided to make, uh, you know, healing of the country that priority, and therefore uh, we're going to definitely postpone the elections until we get everything under control, then we'll go back to normal. And that trial balloon, folks, if you remember uh, Governor Purdue from South Carolina, I believe it was, that trial balloon has already been floated on a congressional level before just to see what the response would be. So if you think it's not, you know, if you, if you think that it's some crazy guy, meaning me, talking, or even crazier, my, my source talking, that's already been done. I mean, people have already said this. Doug, I was thinking about uh, some of my visits to Nairobi, Kenya, the homeland of, of the uh, Obama family. And, and I was in I was in Nairobi, uh, and, and other uh, cities and towns of, of Kenya in 2008 when Obama was running. In fact, my the members of my family, my daughter Carissa and her husband Marshall and my son, and others uh, were in they were in Nairobi. Um, they left Nairobi two weeks before the rioting broke out in Kenya. Okay, now when I was in when I was in Kenya in 2008, every place I went, Kenyan pastors and Christians told me, "Rick, when you go back to America, tell tell the people do not allow Obama to be elected." I heard this repeatedly when I was in Kenya in 2008. Wow. His cousin is Odinga. His cousin was responsible for the riots. He ran for president. He lost the election, and so he set the country on fire. His thugs fanned out through the nation, and they began. They they just burned. Uh, they burned the homes of anybody who who voted for the other candidate, the president, the incumbent president. They chopped off the arms of people. I met a young man that had his his arm was missing. He told me they used a machete to chop his arm off. They said you voted the wrong way, so we're going to cut your arm off. Um, I was in. Um, I, I saw tent cities, I, tens of thousands of people in tents because their homes had been burned down. I, 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 I was in one, one city in in northwestern uh, Kenya, up by the Uganda border, where uh, you know I saw just rows and rows streets of burned out houses and storefronts and churches and matter of fact it was in that that city is where they where the Odinga supporters burned they they burned women and children to death in a church it was an assemblies of God church and they they put all the women and children in the church and set it on fire and when the the, the mothers were throwing their children out the windows of the burning church the Odinga supporters were throwing them back into the church okay, okay. We're talking about Barack Obama's cousin, Rayella Adinga. Okay, now, I was in the, um, I had meetings inside the, the Kenyan government, uh, uh, government, oh, what do you call it, the, it's like the compound. They have, a, they, have a, they have an enclave in the center of the city where all their main government buildings are located, the presidential office and the Supreme Court and all that stuff is there, the national security offices and 
right. and so I I had I was given access in there uh, by a man who was an advisor to President Mataki, and he told me that uh, President Mataki called uh, the U.S. State Department. This is when George Bush would have was in the the White House. This was still, uh, you know, 2008, 2007, 2008, that, that, that the president of Kenya, Mr. Mataki, called the secretary of state. I'm trying to think who was, uh, I guess it was, was it Condoleezza Rice at that time, um, and said, please get your Senator Obama out of my country. He, he is causing trouble everywhere he goes. See, Obama was in Kenya as a street organizer, as an agitator, before the presidential election of Kenya. He was there. He was raising money. He raised a substantial sum of money for his cousin, Rayla Odinga. And, and, and after the election, when Odinga lost the election, Obama was on the phone almost daily with cousin Odinga. So what I'm saying is this man is a dangerous revolutionary. And the same thing that he told his cousin to do in, in Nairobi is the same thing he'll tell his thugs to do in in the United States. You, you know, wow. Um, that, that's pretty deep. And when people understand the implications of that, and as they should, then they can see what we're dealing with here in America today. When you've got someone like that, uh, you, you know... People say, well, he's just a community organizer, as if uh, that's just a lowly position. But, it, it, you know, it's not. I mean, uh, when you can organize, um, I guess when you, just to say it outright, when you can organize death and destruction in a manner that, uh, that, it was, that befell Kenya, then certainly think of what you can do to the United States or with the United States with the right uh, with the right formula, and I'm, I'm not saying, of course, uh, that uh, it would be that bad here in this country. But what I'm saying is, is everything you said, people have to understand what you said is so important, Rick, to understand who this guy is, who this guy is. Look, I, re I remember this just flashed back in my mind. I remember getting off the plane in in Atlanta. I had just arrived back in the United States. I mean, I came off the plane, went through customs. I'm in the airport. I'm waiting on my connecting flight. To get home, and I was in I was in one of those airport uh, restaurants. I'm standing in line, and there was a young American couple there in front of me, and they uh, we started chatting, and they said, uh, you know, uh, they asked me a question. I said, I just I just flew in from Nairobi, Kenya. You know, it was, it was like I've been been flying for 28 hours. You know, I was all kind of glassy eyed, and, and so you know, they were making comments about what it's like, you know, to fly that far, and you know. Anyhow, I told them. I remember standing there telling them. I said, "They said, what, what was the most, what was the most memorable thing about your trip to Africa?" And I said, "You're not going to believe it." Now, this was 2008. That this was the summer of 2008, and so the campaign was underway. Right. Okay. And and they said, "What was your most memorable thing about your trip to Africa?" And I said, "It's not going to be the wildlife. It's not going to be the scenery." I said, "Everywhere I went." Kenyans told me, go back to America and warn the people, do not allow Barack Obama to be elected. And that couple's face went, 
went, you know, ash white. I mean, they were stunned. I, I, I'm certain they were Obama supporters. And they were like, what? And I said, I said, the guy's responsible for the rioting uh, and the bloodshed and the fires that, that erupted in Kenya after the election. They told me, don't let this guy get in the White House. Well, you know, meanwhile, they probably got in their Prius and, and drove to their, uh, you know, McMansion and, and continued right. with their life. And, and people have, and the biggest thing I'm running into here with this, uh, Rick, is people have a normalcy bias. And, and that's a real thing, you know, when the, when the wildfire is bearing down in your house and, you, and you're thinking, well, it's not going to hit my house, it's not going to hit my house, and pretty soon, you know, you got smoke coming underneath the doors. That's where we're at right now. We have this mentality, this normalcy bias where it it can't happen in America because it, it, it hasn't, you know, at least not in modern history. But it will happen because of the lack of education, that uh, the lack of understanding of what we have done to date. And, I mean, a lot of this, too, and, and, and I don't want to stray far, but a lot of this is, in my estimation, uh, not only as an investigator but as a, a Christian, a lot of this is, you know, from uh, from our moral, uh, uh, straying morally and straying uh, uh, from our, our, our Christian, Judeo-Christian roots, of course. But, but look, people have to understand that this guy, uh, as well as his people that are very close to him, are planning to keep him in power, keeping him in power. That is the, their own, they're, they're all, that's their only goal right now, is keeping this man in power. And if, now, somebody might say, well, what happens if uh, whoever the uh, Republican nominee or whoever the other nominee uh, wins? Well, then, you know, he watch out between the date of the election and the inauguration day for false flag operations for a number of different things that happen. Uh, then it could be, even, could be even worse, perhaps. But the bottom line is, while Obama is, is still in power, still has the reins of power, to create the conditions to cause uh, to, to cause to take complete control over this country in the Marxist style or in a communist style, and and take over the, the to restrict the travel and and then we're going to see exactly what uh, perhaps what the Kenyans saw you know maybe minus the machetes but but uh, certainly the burning of, of houses and uh, the um, the well, the uh, the economic and, and racial and, and uh, just the chaos in general, sure. chaos. And, and don't forget, uh, you know, Obama is a revolutionary, and all of his people around him are revolutionaries, and they thrive on chaos. And, and you know, because you you've talked to the the former FBI, informer um, that that infiltrated the Weather Underground in in the '60s and '70s, and the thing that was shocking to him. When he was in the meetings with Bill Ayers and and that that ilk, they were talking in the 70s about the revolution that would take place in America someday, and they knew that there would be a resistance to the revolution, and they talked about the need to re-educate millions of Americans to accept the revolution, and then they talked about the need that they would have to exterminate tens of millions of hardcore resistors. Right. And now those are the people who are in power today. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you, so I don't think I've had a, such a sobering interview with any uh, per person before than Larry Grathwalt, who was the informant uh, for the FBI, who said who said flat out that they would have they would have no problem, meaning Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn and those people, 
they would have no, and and you know, folks, Bernadine Dorn Belairs uh, uh, are very close to Barack Hussein Obama or Barry Satoro. They would have no problem with killing, killing, exterminating, as you say, uh, tens of millions of people. And and people say, well, that's just lunacy. Well, no, it's not. That's their that's their mindset. Maybe that that's lunacy. I said 30 seconds in the chat room. I meant to say about three seconds. Well, y'all see what I'm talking about. These people, these people, these people. Now, you know he said he went to Kenya and everybody ran into him. And you know everybody he ran into ain't going to be either one way or the other. But I've typed in the chat room that I am a Christian. I, I believe in Christ. I don't like the word Christian, but I definitely believe in Christ. I, I like the word believer better. But uh, um, as believers, as followers of Christ, as Christ followed the Most High, the Father, most of us, not me, listen to Christian television, such as Daystar, TBN, the Word Network. There's several, several Christian um, TV stations out there. These TV stations are not small. They are worldwide. And I can tell you from experience, every single one, and I do mean every single one on this one, endorses or is against the president. They're against President Obama. And it's mainly because of his stance on abortion, and for sure now they are opposing him as he have added uh, the gay rights to that. That's mainly the main two reasons, abortion and gay rights. But this is what I say to, first of all, the gay right issue, I mean the abortion issue. If, if this person did go to Kenya and met that many people that was against the president, again, I believe they listened to Christian television. And I know for a fact when I, when I do get a chance to listen to TV and on certain artists, gospel artists, I may listen to, and when they do talk about Africa, they do talk about churches in Kenya. So you got to understand there are no local churches that is pro-Obama reaching Kenya with programming. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all was probably doing something else. You didn't catch what I just said. These multi-million Millions and millions of people that is pro-Obama don't have the wherewithal to reach the living rooms in Africa. Most of those programs are going to be, I'm talking about Christians, those that stick, and probably only watch nothing but Christian programming. They're going to be listening to TV and Paul Crouch. They're going to be listening to Daystar. Johnny Lamb and her husband, the Lambs, they're going to be listening to the Word Network. And these people have issues with the president. So if this gentleman did go around nothing but Christians, he could have very well heard that. But I would think he probably went more than just the church. Now, having said that, let me say this. We got one more clip I'm going to play, and it is powerful. I'm going to warn everybody. Uh, when you get close to 1 o'clock, you might want to call the phone number. I'm going to go ahead and type it in the chat room now because this is the last clip. It's going to nail it down. You're going to hear uh, 
more issues about the race war, the coming race war, and it is coming, folks. I'm, I'm posting a phone number. And if you look on the uh, on your screen, you should see the phone number. But I'm going to put it on here again, where everybody will have it. Everybody will know what it is. You must call this number. Though the show is going to end at uh, in exactly 15 minutes. Anyway, um, folks, listen. We don't need to lose hope. Again, a lot of what you're hearing is totally biased information. Of course, some of y'all know that. You're not dumb. I'm typing here. Before one or two a.m. Eastern. I'm just typing this note to everybody in the chat room to definitely... um, Call that number. Anyway, I heard a lot of things that disturbed me tonight. I've heard about foreign troops, which I've been hearing about that, and I do think that's true. That's beyond Obama. You think that man could actually stop that? Honest. Yeah, I don't think people really understand, and I and I hate to be uh, uh, what they call it controversial, and but I, we got to deal with truth, reality. I mean, y'all know just by looking at the little bit of news you do see, as much truth as they are letting just seep out of the cracks, you can you can see that that man is is nowhere near has nowhere near the amount of power that we think he do. He cannot just go off in there and stop the infiltration of these troops. I know that they've always had troops, like the gentleman was saying earlier. They have. But the numbers we're hearing of Russian troops that are coming, Chinese troops that are coming, if they are indeed coming, I don't even know. I just have heard, seen different uh, different programs where uh, they talked a lot about these troops that are coming to the United States, and eventually these troops are going to kind of turn on us. I've heard, I've heard. You've heard tonight about impeachment of this president. Because of things like uh, he's allowing, I mean, have you ever heard they talk about police harassment? You, you've heard uh, also that Obama is saying that he can now um, arrest and kill people. See, this is what they're saying. These people are lying. They're lying. They're putting a bunch of things out there that the, the president never said. I listened to a weekly report. Uh, every week Obama does his weekly report. I listen to the weekly report. I try to keep up with him. I have some RSS feeds into the White House. And I don't remember hearing the president say any of this stuff. Now, he did sign this bill, but this bill that they're calling martial law bill, everybody thinks it's, it's authorized martial law, and maybe it is. But martial law don't have to go into effect. Martial law in and of itself is not a crime. It depends on why you're putting these people in, in and why you why you haven't used martial law. I mean, if you got a whole bunch of black people, I'm gonna use my people. And they're out of control. And they're killing white people, and then they just ain't nowhere to put them in prison. Then you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have this extra law for these people and and lock them up in something other than prisons because the prisons are already overcrowded. So I understand if it gets really crazy. So if the president is signing something because it's going to be unrest, 
there still is a way that they can get the unrest to become rest if, if they do operate on the martial law and only be for a short season to get the country back in there. It's still not a bad idea. But now if they're using martial law and putting people in places where they should be who haven't done anything, locking them up for the basis of just their skin color, you know, instead of going out to criminals that's shown up breaking all kind of laws, then martial law is not good. So you got to be careful what you're listening to and what these people are saying. The president did not sign some knowing that he's just going to go around and badge and beat up people and, and basically saying we can arrest and kill whoever we want. That's stretching the truth, but this stretching of the truth is the same thing that happened. Y'all remember that movie when this white woman said the black man raped me? I cannot think of that movie, but uh, it was a movie that was put out because of this true story, and this man was lynched. And they they say that 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 was a turning point in the history of race relations when this white woman cried rape. The birth of a nation, the birth of a nation. But it's like that. It's also like it was back in the 40s, 30s, 20s when they would just gather black men and hang them and all the – they would first tell a lie on them. Oftentimes it was just a lie or some truth stretched. It's a lynching spirit that's upon these people. They're just making up stuff to say. Things that normally go wrong in a country, whoever would be president, they're taking those things and they're trying to make a case against this man. you got these folks that have these big networks like Doug Hagman. And there's a lot more Doug Hagmans out there, a lot more Alex Jones out there with networks, websites, blogs, and they're just stirring this giant pot, stirring racism, stirring things up. These are the kinds of people that will head the lynch mob. You already heard them say should be impeached. With the way they're talking, ask yourself this question. If they got a message that the president was just shot, do you think they would rejoice or mourn? This is what I'm talking about. And some of y'all black people have joined, it ain't really about black and white, really. Shouldn't say that. Some of you people are buying the same lie. You're listening to it. You know, <laughs> even if it's, let me just, 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 just uh, sometimes you can prove something is true more than one way. Let's go ahead and say the man is not named President. His real name ain't President Obama. That ain't his real name. Okay? Maybe his birth certificate ain't right. But if the man is trying to bring health care into the system, I'm thinking of a, and I'm not, I'm not going to take a, a too long of a side road, but there's a woman by the name of uh, uh, Ayan Hershey Ali. You can type in this name and Google it right now. Ayan Hershey Ali. A. Y A A N, here she is spelled H I R S I, here she Ali. This woman is one of the most, uh, it's one of the most influential people in the world. They they put her in the top 100 most influential people in the world, Ayan Hershey Ali. But when she first went to the Netherlands, Holland, the Netherlands, she went under the wrong name because she was trying to escape oppression. I mean, 
let's just say if, but the woman ended up being very powerful in that government changed some things around, started fighting for the rights of women, and the reason why she's one of the most 100 most powerful people in the world today is because of her stand against Islam. She's speaking against uh, women that's being battered by Islam, and that's what's making her so popular. Now, she has to cock, uh, walk around with, I think, three bodyguards with serious weapons all the time because of the, the, the death threats on her life. I said all that to say, what if this man's name is not Obama, Barack Obama. What is the real evils the man is doing? And to me, like I said in the chat room earlier, if they would just change President Obama, every time they want to say Obama, 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 just say the New World Order. The New World Order is trying to take your your rights. The New World Order is trying to take your guns. The New World Order is trying to stir up race relations. Because they are. They have been. They've always tried to dis- dis- divide the planet by the isms, the racism, the sexism, the classism. They always have done that in religion, for sure. They've always done that. Who? The New World Order. Say it. Say that. You know? Is grounds for impeachment. They can impeach this man tomorrow, and do you think they're going to stop trying to get your guns, stop all the stuff that's going to stop if this man is no longer president? This is why a part of me wish he'd lose. And you black folks have been jumping the same bandwagon because you ain't had time to read and study yourself. You don't look real crazy. This man goes back to Chicago. He's just another black man. You know, so what he's been president, he'll get a few benefits from that, a bodyguard to follow him around and all this stuff. But he's not going to be this, this this giant demon y'all made him out to be. And somebody's probably saying, oh, you're just defending him because he's black. I'm defending him because it's ludicrous what people are saying, even if he was a white man. George Bush didn't even have that kind of power. If Bush, all the things that Bush did... You don't hear me saying he's a this, he's a that, he's a... This man was used, too. That's why Maxine Waters at the time called into this popular talk show and said, why are y'all talking so much about George Bush? George Bush is just a puppet. This woman is a congress lady, and she ain't no fly-by-night congress lady. She said, why are y'all talking so much about George Bush? She said... It's people like Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, and George Bush's father. These people are trying to take over the world. This this boy is just a puppet, talking about the president. So I'm saying the same thing even more so because the president, uh, Barack Obama, did not come from a whole lot of money. So even more so, and again, those of you in the chat room, in six minutes, if you're not calling their phone line, you're going to be, uh, I think I said 1 p.m. I meant to say 1 a.m. Y'all got to call the phone line before 1 a.m. Uh, she's going to be disconnected because we got another clip to play. This next clip going to drop some bombs, okay? I'm telling y'all right now, so don't miss out. Doug Hagman, one more time. The last clip is coming up in, in, in less than two minutes. So I want everybody to just listen to what is being said. And every time you hear President Barack Obama, that's the racism in them. And I... My concern with listening to these clips is, what am I missing because they simply hate on this black man? See, that's the way Satan gets us. He gets us wrapped up into the white and black game or the rich poor.
game or the Catholic, Protestant, Islam game. We get in these isms. We get so busy hating each other. We miss the real evil. Why he's thinking, trying to assassinate this black man and probably will set the stage for him to be assassinated and set the stage for race war. They're actually setting the stage. What white male is going to sit by and watch a black man cause their babies to go hungry because he's screwing up the government? Of course you're going to put a bullet in his head if you ain't totally sane. And a lot of them ain't totally sane. They're stirring the pot, folks. They are stirring the pot. Part three is coming up. Part three is coming up. And I just, again, just want to thank y'all for listening. I ain't had a chance to even tell y'all that. But this is what's happening, folks. We are going to have a race war, I'm afraid. I don't even doubt it in my mind. And that's why I think the, uh, Trayvon Martin, the the whites that came together, very smart people, they were intuitive to know that I need to get out here and protest with my black brothers and sisters because this is serious. And I, while I'm at it, because some of y'all going to hang up probably after this last clip, while I'm at it, a lot of our white brothers and sisters need to be talking to your uncles and your aunts, why are these gun sales through the roof, as they talked about earlier in the show? I mean, record sales. I'm going to a gun show uh, this this weekend. I've never been to one in my life, but I have got to see. I'm going there for spiritual reasons and for natural reasons. I'm going because I might end up, if I see enough fear and panic in the eyes of these people, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, if it's as bad as I feel in my spirit, I'm going to get a... a what do they call it? I'm going kind of like a media person. I'm going to get the climate of the people. Is there panic? I mean, I know there's panic. I hear it on the radio airwaves. I see it in the press. I see it in the news. But I want to see it at the gun show. I think that's where they'll be. And I would admonish each and every one of you go, especially black people, because y'all, that's just off off premises for y'all. I mean, that's that's just y'all just don't go to gun shows, okay? But I think you should go and just see, get that reality check. These people are scared. They are fearful. They're anxious. They're worried. They're panicking. They believe that this this war is coming. And you got these morons like Doug Hagman out here that do have truth, and truth is always dangerous. They are saying some things very true. Yes, the powers that be want to take your guns away. They want to take your rights away. And the powers that's behind the power, Satan, want to take your life away. So I'm going to go ahead and play Doug Hagman again, y'all. Tune in. you got 90 seconds. I just got heard a recording saying you got 90 seconds, and you're going to be disconnected. Now you more might have 60 so call the number 760-283-0838. But to them, it's a natural course of events, something that has to be done to cleanse the palate uh, that, that will be their America as, as they want to shape it. And that, again, uh, you know, so uh, as we talked about before, the end game scenario, why all of the executive orders? Why the, uh, um, you know, why the, the orders of ammunition by the Department of Homeland Security? You know, alone, they don't really look like they're. I mean, they're just merely dots on a piece of paper. But they're also so. Homeland Security has also purchased bulletproof um, checkpoint yep. buildings. Yeah. That, you know, for you know, large enough to hold uh, two, three, four agents. But these obviously these these checkpoint buildings are going to go up. You know, major intersections and 
and throughout cities across America. Exactly. And, you know, uh, one of the big things right now, and everyone should be so so knowledgeable about, is when you travel, when you fly, you, you go to the airport, you know, you are treated like a criminal where you are searched and you are nuked by these machines and people touch you inappropriately. Where outside of that venue, uh, if someone did that to you, they would be arrested for assault, for sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault. What's going on here? Why is this still going on? Well, I'll tell you why it's still going on. It's to condition the people to get ready for this and to add, look, this is normal. This is the way it should be. And we, over the last 24 hours, we heard of some alleged more sophisticated underwear bombing plot. This, this fits into their plans to legitimize the TSA, to, to, to put them on the streets of this country and in different parts of the country and allow them to grope you. And, and, and you know, again, I, without trying to be graphic here, but I, I'm telling you this is a matter of conditioning of the American populace. We've already been... Uh, I, I don't like to use the word dumbed down, but I guess, or the phrase dumbed down, but I guess I will. We've already been conditioned, hey, this is normal. You know, the, the guys in the black ski masks, you know, holding the, the paramilitary rifles, this is normal now. This is normal in America. No, it should not be. No, it's not normal. People, please wake up and don't believe me. Please do your own research. Look at what's happening to this country and see if my source and again, this is just one person in a large agency, but he sees where, from his vantage point of what's going on. He hears things. Uh, I truly believe him, you know, uh, and uh, i got to tell you, everything is starting to fall into place. It's starting to fit. So I'm just saying, do your own research. Don't just believe me or believe Rick. But, I mean, I would. I, I believe Rick. Uh, but Doug, Doug, I think the, the, the greatest shock that will hit the American people will be the revelation of the depth of the betrayal of this nation when they discover how many people in high positions knowingly participated in a conspiracy to overthrow the constitutional republic of the nation. Absolutely. You know, when you said that off air before uh, before our interview, I, I thought about that. And, uh, you know, that that is astounding uh, for a paycheck, for for a lifestyle, for a uh, um, an unfettered existence or a relatively good existence, you're going to sell out the constitutional republic known as the United States of America for this. You know, uh, to me, that's unforgivable. And those people will pay when the time does come, and I'm sure it will. And, and I say that with sadness. Those people will pay and perhaps uh, uh, be the first to pay. Does, does your source... Indicate that there are there are other bureaucrats, agents, uh, government employees who are aware of these nefarious plans and are disturbed. Well, yes to both. Uh, some are aware, and it, it's almost as if they're just going through the motions and saying, "Well, look, you know, nothing really is going to happen. It's just going to, you know." It's uh contingency plans. Yeah, exactly. And and who knows, you know what? Multiple nuclear devices could go off in this country and we might need this stuff to fight off the enemy that's going to invade the uh, America and I mean things like that. And then there's another um group and and my, my source kind of uh and I know a couple of of the people that he shall we say hangs with, but pardon the expression, but um who say hey, there's something totally wrong here. 
but you know, you, you at this point, no one. Uh, and it's, it, things are so things are such at the Department of Homeland Security and at the, the these buildings where anything coming in or coming out of these buildings, you cannot take anything in or out. You can't take emails. You can't take thumb drives. You can't take papers. I mean, it, it's it's. Um, so, so, so how are you going to get the word out and be believed, you know? And if one person stands up from inside the agency and says, this is what's going on, they're going to be mocked, ridiculed, Alinsky style. Does your source indicate that he has a gut feeling or whether he's picking up uh, information that that the elite expect these things to happen soon? Well, actually, yes, yes, and and he's saying that uh, he would be surprised if we if we will make it to the elections without seeing uh, riots in America, riots in American streets, especially beginning in the in the uh, you know cities, the urban areas first, and spreading outward, and then that followed by travel restrictions. So, time wise, he's saying any time. Uh, again, you know, watch Europe, watch what happens over there when when the dollar. I mean. It seems to me, and there are a couple of scenarios possible, Rick. But it seems to me that that his whole uh, his whole thing is is he's saying, look, it's gonna it's gonna be blamed, or the trigger point is gonna be the, econ- the economic factor, because that will be the most easily explained and the most publicly accepted. Because people already know we're sixteen trillion dollars in debt. People already know that. The debt, anybody with any with a modicum of common sense know that the debt is unsustainable. So, and besides, what happened Sunday in France? This sealed the fate of the euro. But the French people uh, defeating Nicolas Sarkozy, embracing a flaming socialist who's a member member of the Bilderberg Group, right. and uh, Mr. Uh, Francois Hollande, and and so the French people embraced the socialist. Mr. Obama immediately invited him to the White House. He's going to be here uh, in in Chicago for the NATO summit. Uh, But Mr. Hollande is going to tax the rich. He wants a 75% tax on wealthy people. Uh, He's going to increase government welfare programs. I don't know where he's going to get the money. Who's going to loan the money to France? Uh, He can't print money because the, the euro is controlled by the European Central Bank. So I don't see any other option other than France is going to get they're going to get the way of Greece very quickly. The euro is going to collapse. I think. I think the election of Hollande greatly accelerated the collapse uh, stage of of the euro. So we're looking at an imminent collapse of the euro currency, break up the European Union. And Doug, I don't know if you've ever read a, a prophecy that was given by the late Pastor David Wilkerson. It's about twenty some years old. I think it was in the late eighties, and. I've talked about it on this program from the beginning of this radio program, but he said he said the Lord showed him that there would be an economic crisis in Europe. It would spread to a Latin American country, and then it would go to Mexico. And then he said the day after Mexico uh, has a panic, he said wealthy foreigners will withdraw billions and billions of dollars from American banks in a panic to cover their losses. And he said, the American banking system will collapse in one day. And he said, you have two weeks from the time the first crisis starts in Europe 
until it hits the U.S., two weeks. And that was a prophecy that he, he gave to a church over 20-some years ago, and he said that there would be six months of the worst rioting you can imagine. This is really lining up right um, now to look like it's imminent. Well, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't recall, and I may have heard that, but I don't recall hearing that. Uh, I'll, I'll, and, I'll send you a copy uh, of it after the program because it's it's very eerie how how it's it's lining up with what we just talked about. Indeed, and and I have to say that uh, it, that that makes sense. I mean, that that entire thing makes sense, and of course, you know when. Um, well, I, I, what can I say? I well, mean, he said he said the country would survive, but it would never be the same. He said there'll be six months of total chaos and rioting, uh, looting, mobs. But he said when it's over, America will not be the same. Well, Rick, you know uh, one thing that uh, that my source did tell me to do is look up a, and a quote from uh, uh, Henry Kissinger, who spoke at a Bilderberg meeting back in uh, 1992 in France. And he said that's kind of how th- how, he's, uh, how things are, you know, in terms of the mentality here, here meaning at the uh, at that level of DHS. And the quote really simply is this: uh, Today, Americans would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow, they will be grateful. And, and I'll stop it there because that's enough to know that you know things are going to happen. And Americans are going to, I mean, there's going to be rioting. There's going to be people, again, think of 1965, think of 1968, the Watts riots in 65, the 68 riots in Chicago and elsewhere across the country, and multiply that by exponentially. I mean, just exponentially. And expect that and prepare for that. And pray, though, that it doesn't happen. Prepare, but pray it doesn't happen. Doug, I appreciate you coming by today. And, um, Giving us uh, this latest information, I, I, uh, I don't know with your source uh, how long he's going to be able to continue um, passing things on to you. I think it's probably becoming very uh, dangerous for him to make phone calls to you. Well, you know, the only thing I can say is, is God bless him, and I know that he's he's working in other ways to get the word out with others. Thankfully. And I do hope that if it's not me, it's someone else. But I hope that people understand that that this country is in deep, serious trouble. And, Rick, thank you for your program and for your knowledge and for your information. And I would urge everyone, and like, not that you need my endorsement for Cronulla, who am I? Uh, but but thank you for everything you do. because And then, folks, your pro, this program is so important to listen to. You give... Uh, uh, you, uh, you're a great doc connector, and I'll tell you what: if you weren't a, a talk show host, I'd ask you to come work, work with me as an investigator because I'm sure I'm sure we could uh, put some things together. But you're. A- I think if I had another career, that's exactly what I'd do. I, no. I'd be one bad investigator because I tell you what: I hate, I hate criminals, I hate crooks, I hate, I hate lying and scheming, and I can smell them. I can, I can find those rascals, you know. Well, listening to your programs, I just love the way you bring things together. I really do. And uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm hooked on uh, True I, News. I'm going to invent someday a dot connector. I, I'm, going to, yeah. I'm going to sell these things to government agencies because not one agency has a dot connector. And, and, well, you know, you, you're the human dot connector. Now, if you can clone yourself or, or you know, Mechanica, Mechanica, 
put something in together to. to yeah, yeah, there's yeah. got to be a way to sure. to produce a, a a dot connector device, you know, and we could we could just make a fortune selling them to <laughs> intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies. Um, Doug, hey, listen, I am telling I'm, I'm telling my audience, uh, this is a, I'm not trying to frighten people, but I, I'm just telling you. I'm very, very careful about using this radio microphone to, to, you know, I'm careful about the words that I put across on the radio because I am not, I never want to be a drama queen. I never want to cry wolf and I don't want to frighten people. But personally, this is what I'm telling you, what I'm doing personally. I am preparing, I am bracing that we have the remainder of May, June, and maybe part of July to get ready. I think from mid-July on, I think we're in dangerous, dangerous territory. And I would not I would not risk my life and my security uh, by procrastinating and taking my time and thinking that, well, later in the summer I might, I might do some things to prepare. I'm telling you, I think you've got May, June, and part of July to get things together. I think after that, anything could happen. I think the last six months of this year are going to be chaotic. And uh, yeah, I can't, I, I'm issuing I the highest level alert that I can issue to our audience. And, Rick, one last thing, if I, if I may. Yes. Uh, I, I do hope I'm wrong. I hope my source is, is incorrect or even better, I hope that by spreading the word, that things don't happen. That that things are actually prevented by people becoming more aware of things. That would be great. So, you know, the the, the best thing that can happen, and I, I don't know who else would say something like this, but I really hope that I am absolutely 100% incorrect, or the situation or the facts are wrong in this case. But well, the best thing we can you know, do is shine lights on these rats. That's it. That, that's it. And you, you've got the, a huge spotlight, and I want to thank you so much for for shining that spotlight on this. And uh, and we'll, we'll just we'll just pray and prepare. Okay. That's, that's what we'll do. All thank right. you, Rick. Doug uh, Hagman, the website Homeland Security U.S. Okay, folks. Uh, just want to say thank y'all for listening. Those of you on the phone lines, um, still hanging on, listen to every word. I appreciate it. Uh, not that I need to appreciate it. You should appreciate you listening yourself. Uh, take these guys serious in one sense, but in another sense, know that anybody that is tripped by the race card, the racism, anybody that's tripped up by classism, anybody that's thinking it's a, a male versus female or if it's a white versus black or if it's a old versus young, or if it's a, if they hating on Islam and pro-Christian or they pro-Islam and hating on Christian, just know that they can only go so high within this New World Order knowledge because in the end, it has absolutely nothing to do with blacks and whites. There is a force so evil it could care less about so-called white people or black people. And when I listen to these guys, why I hear a lot of truth, because they do have truth. Something is going to happen. It's already happening, but it's going to escalate. That's true. 
It is true the powers that be want your guns. They want they want your soul. How about that? They don't just want what you fire when you get upset. They want your energy. They want your strength. They want every aspect of you. They want to suck you dry. If you don't understand that and you think it's just little black people trying to get white people or little white people trying to get some black people, you're going to miss the whole boat. And I'm not being spooky. I'm being very, very honest as I can. The real war, there is the real war. There is something for sure that wants us killing each other. There is something that wants, what's to come out of the unrest? They said six months, six months. Okay, what's really going to happen in six months? Lives are going to be lost. Hope is going to be taken. Dreams are going to be broken, dashed. Young people, hearts broken. What does it sound like? That is an atmosphere that the enemy, I'm talking about Satan once. Now, we don't stay in the spiritual realm, stay spooky, as some of y'all might say. We bring it down to the natural realm, and it materializes in something called the New World Order and laws and secret laws and secret activities. There are there's some people that call themselves keepers of the truth. They want to keep certain, certain things hidden because they feel like the masses is not worthy to know. Some of them got a good heart, some of them don't. So there's a whole lot of players in this game. But these brothers, while I enjoyed the show tonight, I think they was very informed. It's just the only thing is that Christian bug, and I'm a believer myself, but that Christian bug bit them. They're so busy watching Barack, President Barack Obama, 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 Obama. I'm telling you, if you got, if you're looking at Obama too much, you're gonna miss the big picture. Yes, I believe the man is handpicked by the New World Order. I can't say it again. I said it about eight times on this show. He is their man. But that man, I don't even think he know what's going on. I think he's deceived and thinking in this whole you know, this dream he had. I think he's deceived. I think his wife is deceived. I think his mother-in-law is deceived. They're thinking they're there on one plan, and they're being played. And when Obama tries to do certain things that he came there to do, he's running up against some muscles he ain't never seen. And in the end, he'll just be another person played fiddle. He'll just be fiddle for somebody else. We've got to understand, like Maxine Waters say, if Maxine Waters can go on talk radio and say it to millions of people, that George Bush is not the problem, when everybody felt like he was the problem, she said, oh, no, he's not. There are some higher hands like Rumsfeld, higher people, more powerful people, more potent people with more serious agenda. If she can say that, and Bush is a millionaire and his family got lots of money, what's she going to say about this little old guy from Chicago who everybody talking about his name not being his name? That, that, that is not the focus. I mean, he ain't innocent. In the end, when he stands before the creator, he will not be innocent. But what would you do? What would you do if you find yourself standing before the, cre- the creator? Or, or, or better yet, what would you do if you find yourself in the White House and you went to go try to do this and they say, listen, we'll give you, we'll give you A, but you've got to give us B. Or we'll give you C, but you've got to give us D and E. And you say, well, I'm not going to give you then they say, well, we won't, and, and, and then you have what happened not too long ago in Washington where it was like a government shutdown. I mean, we don't want that. So I don't think we understand what it means to be president, number one. 
Number two, I don't think we really understand spiritual warfare. Half of y'all think I'm cuckoo because I even say spirituality and demons and devils. You, you just so smart. You know there ain't no Satan. There ain't no demons. There ain't no devil. You don't got that smart. That's one thing I learned about people that study the New World Order. The higher you go in the studying of this stuff, the more you don't run into atheists. In the back room, so to speak, there is no atheist. They know there is a spiritual realm, and oftentimes they have made a pact with Satan. I don't mean demons. I'm talking about the head, Satan himself. I know y'all flipping out, but that just tells me you're still learning. I don't. I don't plan on knowing it all. I don't think I know it all. That's why I'm listening to listening again to this clip myself. So tonight. I want to offer hope because whatever Satan is up to, whatever players he has, in the end, he's just a pawn too. The new world order will not, will not in any way stop the true kingdom of the Most High that's to be set up on this earth. That gentleman didn't say anything about that, and he says he's a Christian. But the truth of the matter is that people are waking up every day to doing business this way and doing business that way, living this way and living that way, and they're realizing that it's sin is causing them their life. Sin is causing them to live a second, third, fourth class way of life. People are turning more and more to see things the way the Most High created us to. People are realizing it, it, it's more important to love people and to get into family, that kingdom is growing, kingdom principles is growing, and as the Most High dominates our heart and rules our lives, he rules the things that we control. If we have cars, money, employees, businesses, that makes the Most High, once he's king in our hearts, he's king of those things, and all of this is what we call the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the Most High, and it's strong and it's real. Yes, these things are happening. Maybe the inside of the person that's telling them is a believer himself. So how can something rise and rule and be successful? Again, you heard him say that this, this, this unrest is only going to be for six months. So another thing, look at it like this. Maybe America's dollar is supposed to fall. We're not supposed to be pro-America. We're supposed to be pro-the kingdom. We're not supposed to be pro-Israel. We're supposed to be pro-the kingdom. Whatever the most high will is for this planet, that's what we're supposed to desire. It might mean America falling. It ain't going to be falling to where she's going to be number 90th. If she's number one or number two, she might fall to number six. What is a fall to number six if 25, 35 nations rise from our fall? Nobody think about that. Everybody just want to be waving the American flag at any cost. Whoever dies on the other side of the earth, fine. As long as we have the cell phones and the, the, you know, our little TV and our little stuff to play with and our pleasures, drugs, sex, entertainment, alcohol, who cares about the rest of the world? Well, the most high say, no, that's not true. So we got to be pro the kingdom. What is the Most High doing? The grand, the the grand plan. Yes, I love this country. I have all kind of people inside of this country. I don't want nothing to happen to it. But at the end of the day, 
I got to look in the mirror and say, whose side are you on? If you got 50, 60 poor countries over there crying to, for something to eat, they say the average person on the planet live off of less than $2 a day, and we're over here with all this stuff, our stuff is in our way. Our, we got so much stuff, it's tripping us, some of us. Excess this, excess that. Pollution here, pollution there. We're getting all kind of cancer because of the excess. And you got other countries needing, and the Most High is trying to bring a balance. And we're so busy pro-American waving flags, we can't even see that. That's why I say I'm an American for sure. But I'm more than American. I'm a believer in the Most High and his will for the planet. And that's what people don't understand. A believer or a Christian really, by definition, might be termed a terrorist because we're supposed to be pro-America. And when I say I'm not pro-America, I'm pro the kingdom, well, what you going to do to us? I'm not doing anything. We're not, I don't advocate violence. I don't advocate hate. I advocate love and peace. But people don't understand when you stand for love and peace at any cost, you are a terrorist. The government says, no, we need you to support our troops. When they go to bang heads, you're supposed to be, yes, bang those heads. When they go to take lives, you're supposed to be on our side. When they go to, 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 to carry out our imperialistic agenda, you're supposed to be singing the Star Spangled Banner with your hand on your chest. But if you say, no, I don't want war, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, we got to get rid of you. They say, you know, he's dead. People don't understand. They're around with you doing a little peace sign, and, and they go around here and trying to say they're for peace, but they don't have no idea that for real, for real, I mean, being realistically speaking, when you start saying you're for peace and love and you want to do things God's way, you want to follow the Bible, you are 100% bonded with the definition of Paris because being peaceful means America's going to lose some things. If America is just peaceful, America has to go and kill and rob and lie and, 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 and propaganda here, propaganda there, and, and shoot the good guys. They have to, to stay the way they are out as a powerful nation. You can't have it both ways. So this is why I say maybe we need to fall. If, it, if I, falling means if living right, if this country, living the president doing what's right and, and all of Everybody doing what's right. If it means we're falling 12 notches and we end up being number 12, how, you think the government would go for that? They'd be like, hell no. Hell no. Be all kind of red-faced people up in Congress saying, that. oh, no, no, no. I think Christians, religious people, and politicians People in Congress is on two different pages. And I think the powers that be know that. That's why they monitor our shows. That's why they monitor this and monitor that, because they don't want us to get too big, hollering this peace and kingdom stuff. So believers, if we trust the Most High, when this race war comes, because it's coming, we'll be all right. The Most High is going to give us what to do, where to be. It might mean we're to leave the nation for six months. We're going to know who to vote for, too, in November, or if even to vote at all. I'm just saying we need to pursue the most high, the kingdom way, and it's going to be a peaceful way. The most, the Bible said Christ comes to give us life and give it more abundantly. I didn't hear that hope in them brothers earlier on the show. 
when they was talking. They just leave you scared and ready to go buy a gun. That's all they do. So that's one reason I'm going to a gun show. I don't have no plans on buying no gun, for real. I mean, I, I've been thinking about it, tossing around because I don't want shooting all around me, people going crazy, and I don't have no protection. But as a rule, I've never owned a gun. Normally, people that haven't owned a gun by my age, they normally, and not the violent ones you just be watching. But I do want to see the spirit of this gun show. And I anticipate, I'm going to tell you before I go, Hop, what I think going to be there, a bunch of scared, misinformed, worried, fearful, anxiety, panicking, stressful white people and a few black people that probably Sophie won't even name. we got to ask, why is that? Again, we can't make this a white-black thing. I just feel like white people listen more to guys like that. Black people somewhere stressed out with a low, barely can make it, and they don't have time or they don't have the energy to, to look into some of this stuff. They ain't no better, though, for sure. For sure, they ain't no better, and I mean that. But as believers, we've got to be wise. We've got to have to show up. But as believers, be encouraged. Know that the Most High, he is on the throne. His kingdom is real. This thing only going to last six months. They're saying, I don't know what the what the economy is going to look like after that, but like they said, America may never be the same. Well, maybe America don't need to be the same. How about that? Maybe it's good news. Every empire falls sooner or later, folks. Y'all know that. And maybe it's just time. So if the Most High want to make his adjustments, what is it to you? We need to make sure we ain't somewhere out there murdering, hurting people, that we're in a place to bring peace and love to whoever, whatever color persuasion they are. And I mean that. But at the same time, some of us just might have to own guns, weapons, because we do have family. And sometimes we waver in our faith. If we never wavered in our faith, I would say don't even worry about the guns. The most high is going to protect you. But we don't always trust. Like we should. And when you got family, somebody's coming in your house to take what little resources you got, you've got to be able to defend yourself. You just don't want to trust in the bullet. Lean on the bullet. That's the sin. But as a backup plan, I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm going to go out with a song that's just so appropriate for the moment. I want you all to know I love every single one of y'all. And there really ain't nothing you can do about it. And I mean that. To my white brothers and sisters, I say to you, you need to talk to your family because they're not going to talk to me. And uh, let your uncles and aunts and, 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 and let them know. Sometime owning a gun can be dangerous. You pull a gun and you're not really used to killing people and they think you're going to kill them, but you're not really used to killing people. You don't even know how to fire a gun, but you pull it. The sheer fear in the other person's heart will make them do something and you probably will shoot them for no reason. Or maybe worse, they may end up pulling a gun on you because they think it's a lot of crazy stuff can happen when you start talking about weapons. That's why we say don't trust in them. But for sure, folks, a change is going to come, and that's the song I want to leave you with. Again, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do. Thursday, we'll be back on, talking about more specifically the New World Order, the real enemy, and maybe this peon they're using called President Barack Obama, because he is definitely 
figurehead. As much as I love him and his family, they ain't the one we need to be here on the talk show. This is why I give those guys tonight about a C. Thanks for listening, and listen to this song. It'll be a blessing to you. God bless you. But I know